right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Question the answer. Hi, <laughs> hi Megan. Hi, Christine. Hi, AJ. Hello, girls. Welcome back. Welcome back. Starting off with our updates, because I don't know what's going on this summer, but there's just a ton. It's like a busy news summer. Every day, it's like you wake up and you're like, what What happened? What craziness what happened? unfolded <laughs> yesterday? It's even hard to keep up sometimes, it but is. it's actually been a lot of fun, because... It's a good mix of, like, entertainment and... Oh, oh. And you know, real, real news. Entertainment, one hundred percent. So you wanted to start off with what, with with what update? Yeah. So if you know, if you're not on Twitter or not living on this earth, um, Elon changed the logo from the cute little bluebird to an X, and this is we'll have it up on the screen. This is the new logo, which it's gotten a lot of responses. I'm not. Let's talk. I'm not about loving it. it. I I thought it's the X. bird was great. Because it's like you tweet, you make a tweet, and it goes with the bird. They kind of go together. So it's a letter. It's a letter. I mean, he I, likes his letters. He does like his letters. <laughs> I th- I find it very anticlimactic. This looks robotic. It looks cold to me. So it here looks was, like an X-rated site. I don't know. Here's a direct quote from Elon. The Twitter name made sense when it was just 140 character messages going back and forth. Like, like birds, birds tweeting. tweeting. But now you can post almost anything, including several hours of video. In the months to come, we will add comprehensive communications and the ability to conduct your entire financial world. No. The Twitter name does not make sense in that context, so we must bid adieu to the bird. Well, and it's, so Twitter CEO, Linda Yaccarino, um, she made a comment saying they're making a change. The X is going to go further than just being what you just said, like a platform just to kind of share your thoughts. They want this to be, she called it the global town square. Um, There's no limit to this transformation. It can be the platform that can deliver everything and that they're looking forward to this. So financials. So a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. Eh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, that sounds like world domination yeah. to me. It seems like a little too much in your business to me. It's just, I I get the one-stop shop idea and everything's simple because it's all kind of in the same area, same place. I understand that concept because that does work, but I'm not really sure about my financial world going on a social media app. It'll be interesting, mm. too, when they when they take it to that place, like, are you able to pick and choose what you want to do on this platform? Or if you're signing up for an account, is it now you're going to have to put in information for all of these offerings? Well, I mean, I he Elon Musk has already taken the first step. I don't know if you remember this interview with Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just play it. What percentage of your staff did you fire at Twitter? One of the great business stories of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we're about, we're about uh, 20% of uh, the original size. Uh, so 80% left. Uh, yes. So, I mean, a lot of people voluntarily. Sure, sure, but but it's eighty percent are gone from the day that, you took that's over. That's correct. Yes. So, how do you run the company with only twenty percent of the staff? Uh, it turns out uh, you don't need uh, all that many people to run Twitter. But eighty percent—that's a lot. Um, yes. Uh, over. I mean, if you're, if you're not trying to run some sort of uh, 
glorified activist organization uh, with, with uh, you're not care that much about censorship, then uh, you can really let go of a lot of people, it turns out. That's why I love him. Because <laughs> he just says it like it is. So he's already made the first step to basically taking out this activism censorship mm-hmm. world on Twitter where you have people just going over and over and over censoring tweets and hiding information and, you know, doing what they did during COVID. So I'm happy to hear that he did that. And he did that, when was this this interview? I think it was last year or something. Yeah. It was when Tucker was still at Fox News. When he still had a job there. Um, well, Tucker's doing just fine. He's yes. doing just fine on his Twitter. What are they calling it now? Twitter X? X. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> TBD. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Yeah, world know. domination, Elon Musk. Yes. And then moving on to, the again, the gift that keeps on giving, Hunter Biden, Hunter's our favorite guy. <laughs> yeah, things didn't really go his way the other day. The judge declined the plea deal. Do you know why she declined the plea deal? Because he would be getting, favor- he would be getting favoritism and it would protect him from things that he shouldn't be protected from. And the defense, when they wrote this plea deal up, they made it so vague that you kind of <laughs> missed it in the fine text. So when the judge started asking questions like, is there any other open investigations? The prosecutors were like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he was going for full immunity for like all the things in the world that yeah. he's done wrong, which you can't do. There's no precedent ever set for that. You can't just be immune from all the wrong things you've done. Well, Hunter thinks he can. However, here's what makes me very nervous about this. These things that he's pleading towards, the statute of limitations is running out. They have 14 days to figure this out. And then those two misdemeanor charges, the statutes of limitation runs out. So I don't really think this is a big win for Republicans yet because there's a there's a time clock we're up against. Yeah. And the fact that his 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 defense attorneys, who by the way, his leading defense attorney was just pictured on his balcony. With a bong. Oh, yeah. So the drug addict's attorney is a drug addict and is open about it, clearly, because he doesn't mind being photographed I'm sure they were going over the court that. case when that happened. <laughs> so I, I, I just, this has been, that's been a roller coaster. It was supposed to be signed on Wednesday. The judge started asking questions. She threw it all out, and now everyone's scrambling, trying to figure this out. This is bad news for Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, sure is. I mean, this whole thing's a mess. I mean, and Hunter also admitted... He received over $600,000 from one of the Chinese investment companies. Oh, lovely. Um, which, which his father, President Biden, has repeatedly said no one in their family has made or received any money from China. So, Joe lied? No. Yeah, I know. Get, no. Isn't that so strange? Um, He's obviously so confused. I would, I mean, and this is what, just Hunter Biden, private citizen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Private citizen, Hunter Biden. That's what Karine Jean-Pierre called him. Stop asking questions. He's just a private citizen that has a motorcade and Secret yeah, Service following around and lives in the White House. I mean, who do we... Who but we do, can't ask questions. Who do we call to get that type of private right. citizen um, privilege? I'm just curious, Meg, because I'd like a motorcade. Yeah, let us know. We, we want motorcades. I mean, I'd like to wake up and go make myself a sandwich and out pop Secret <laughs> Service. I don't know. I just, are you kidding me? Oh, it's such a joke. <laughs> I think what the judge exposed last week or when this occurred was the critical question she asked about, are there any other investigations? And his attorneys had to say yes, that yes, there were still investigations. 
And the reason they had to say yes, because they've been stonewalling the House of Representatives investigation into Hunter Biden and his dealings, maybe possibly with his father, because they're not answering Congress's questions saying that there's other investigations so we can't answer it. It's an ongoing investigation. So they couldn't possibly in court in front of this judge say, no, there isn't, so she can sign the plea deal. Right. So that's why it blew up. They had to say in the court that, yes, there were. And she goes, I don't believe this is constitutional. So with all this other stuff going on. So, you know, it, it was really a farce that this had to happen in front of the public. Um, they should have had their T's crossed and I's dotted, but... Well, you know, in this story, this is the story that keeps on giving, so who knows where it's going to end up. And the investigation you're talking about is the Farah investigation, where basically they're saying Hunter Biden is, he is a foreign agent, but he never registered as a foreign agent. Therefore, they couldn't basically watch over what his business dealings in other countries were doing. (laughs) So it's, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's going to be a very, very long road here. Yes. And it's um, kind of funny how it's all coming out now. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all crashing and burning right now. And when we get into UFO testimony, no, I'm reading your page. When we get into the UFO stuff, I have a theory as to why this is coming out now, as opposed to why right. the UFO stuff is coming out now. And now Trump is indicted. Yes. Now, um. Well, that's kind of a good segue into this whole UFO testimony. Obviously, that kind of blew up. And, I mean, what do we think? Do we think it's legit? Do we think it's a distraction? Do we think, you know, what these men that came, that the whistleblowers came through, are they saying accurate information? And if it is true, I think a lot of the public has always believed it to be true, but are we really ready for it? I mean, (laughs) are we ready for these guys? I mean, how did they know that E.T. wanted to be a female? I know. You know? Trans in the world ET. we live in today. <laughs> so I started, my, I literally was like, UFOs are real. Duh. <laughs> like, today in the world of duh, UFOs are real. So lawmakers held an explosive hearing on Wednesday on the topic of UFOs. And things got, well, like, really <laughs> weird. <laughs> do, 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 do. I, so my question is, why... Why hasn't this been made public? Why Why now are we going to talk about UFOs? Because we've known forever that we, there's something going on. And I feel like it's always been a conversation in the background. So do you think it's to distract from Hunter Biden's cornucopia of legal battles <laughs> linking Joe Biden to laundering money? Yes, is, I do think I do think the timing is a lot, is used to be a distraction right now. And this is definitely a... a I mean, a smart distraction. <laughs> this picture is like so funny. Or like another reason is maybe because we are so distracted with the Biden family mess. So why not release like throw in the the fact that everyone's heads already spinning? So hey, here's some UFO information. Right. You right. Know? I, I I don't know. I mean, again. I don't think this is anything new. I, I feel like there's so many things online and and people that have spoken out dating back years and years ago. I think back in like the 1930s, like people have been talking about seeing these unidentified objects and and seeing things in the sky. And it's just like what? we have Area 51. I mean, this is nothing new. 
Why don't... <laughs> I also wonder why the aliens just don't land on Earth and say, hey guys, we're here. I mean... I saw a post. This guy was like, I love how the aliens are just playing coy with us. Like, <laughs> you see in the movies, they come and they're like ready to attack or take over. And <clears throat> today, ours are just like well, know, peeking out. I think it's because we are crazy. I think I'm we th are like legit nuts. In my mind, these aliens are living a very peaceful wholesome life somewhere and then they like for their entertainment maybe their news they're like breaking news from earth look at what the humans look are at the doing crazies. i mean like i really believe that <laughs> they are like those people are bananas Wild. so i mean think about it we would we would probably call them racist and we would probably yes. call their bosses and complain about their alien work and they'd get fired from their alien jobs and <laughs> we and, are their bravo tv that's right. we are their reality shows that's yeah. what a humans are yeah, to and, them. and then we try to cancel them so <laughs> yes i so I, what well, if we were their shows, they're probably trying to cancel us. I mean, oh my God. what a joke. Or we're the gift that keeps on giving to them. We are just, <laughs> yeah, we are bananas down here. So David Grush, a former intelligence officer, along with uh, two former pilots, Comrade David Fravor and Americans for Safe Aerospace Executive Director Ryan Graveswith, <laughs> firsthand identified aerial phenomenon experiences. So that is this new abbreviation they're they're calling UAPs, yeah. unidentified aerial phenomenon. Say that five times really fast. <laughs> so uh like I said, it got very weird in this testimony. So revealing an alleged top secret multi-decade crash retrieval and reverse engineering program only to be denied access and accusing the military of misappropriating funds. <laughs> Grouch dropped a bombshell about aircraft with non-human origins, complete with biologists, little weird word, biologists recovered from these mysterious crafts. Or non-human. And they're talking about intergalactic life forms. So let's just watch this clip. Do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs? Uh, absolutely based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years. And, and, and where? I know the exact locations, and, and those locations were provided to the inspector general. Has any of the activity um, been aggressive, been um, hostile in your reports? Uh, I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured. And uh, the activity... And I gotta, I by, by UAPs or by... By people within the, the federal government. Both. If you were me, where would you look? Titles, programs, departments? I'd be happy to give you that in a closed environment. I can tell you specifically. And I would say, and I've told people, that you, you have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you because of the classification levels. But if you know where to look and who to talk to, which is exactly where Mr. Grush can point you, then you, then you have them. I need more. So you can watch the whole testimony. It's no, only I mean, two and a half hours. The stuff long. that he said that he can give in a closed setting. So I need I need that. So once again, we do all the, these investigations and we testify, and they don't answer half the questions because it, it's still a secret. Mm -hmm. But what what was coming out was that there are known places of these UFOs and these retrieval of the UFOs and the biologics. And what AOC was asking about was. 
And I'm shocked that she didn't make it about herself for once in her life. But what she was asking is, like, where do we find the documentation for all of this? And I think what that guy was saying was it's kind of in plain sight, but you have to know where to look for it. That's how I interpreted it. I could be totally wrong. I'm I'm not like a wordsmith when it comes to political investigations. I'm just wondering how much because I'm sure this is going to be an ongoing conversation, how much is going to be released to the public? Uh, Not enough. And are these conversations happening overseas too, or is it just happening here? So what came out is that the U.S. is hiding this stuff for known reasons. Do you remember when we talked about... And it wasn't in our conspiracy theory episode. It was it was about the it was a documentary we spoke about. It's called Moment of Contact, mm-hmm. and it was about um, basically the exploration of extraterrestrial encounters. And this particular documentary centered around the series of events that happened in 1996 in Virgia, Brazil. And it was those people who reported seeing one or more strange creatures yes. and a UFO crash. A number of locals, including a group of girls ranging in age from 14 to 21, had a close encounter with a being described um, as being about four feet tall, oily skin, and red eyes. The American military was brought in to deal with that situation And the American military left with all of the evidence. That's what came out in that documentary. So throughout the testimony, it was specifically centered around the U.S. covering this up. So I don't know if there's other things happening. There has to be. You would think There has to be. This isn't just a... What are these UAPs only coming to the well, we US are, skies? Well, we like, are the most entertaining at this point. I, I mean, no, but it's just like, but then, and then it makes you wonder, right? Like, okay, are we holding this, these testimonies, this case now because there's other larger things going on in the United States and this is a great distraction? Because if it's not, then why aren't these conversations on a more global scale? I don't know. You know? And, and you know, I think this is all very interesting, but it makes you wonder, too. So the Pentagon's already come forward and denied uh, claims, saying this is a cover-up. What do you mean they're saying it's a cover-up? The Pentagon is saying the the claims made by Grush, Grush, and the other two uh, whistleblowers is a cover-up. They said that they haven't discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exists currently. So these guys are coming forth and saying, yes, there is a program, and the Pentagon is saying, no, there's not a program. Who do you believe? I don't know who to believe. I don't anymore. know who to believe. On this one, I don't know who to believe. I just know they exist. And we have to have <laughs> We just evidence. know that they exist. <laughs> it's kind of like Bigfoot, you know? I know. I, I'm so into Bigfoot. However, I can only watch so much of it because I'm like, Show me a body. Show me bones. Well, it always cracks Show me, me up because people think you know. You always see like, oh, new new footage of discovered Bigfoot, and the video con- the video is so horrible and blurry. It's like with today's technology, no one can get a clear shot of this thing. It's because he doesn't exist, right? So it's like, don't don't start. It's like the Meg, you know? Yeah. Oh no, wait, that's the movie. It's like the Loch Ness monster. I used I was. I was very into to the Loch Ness monster oh. at one point in my life. Once again, show me a body. Although. 
that could be more true than anything else because we've never made it to like 60% of yes, the ocean. That I believe more because, right, we haven't discovered half of what goes on down there. But Bigfoot is a guy walking around in a gorilla suit <laughs> that's trying to scare you at this point. <sighs> so the Pentagon says no. These guys say yes. There's probably going to be retaliation against these guys. Here, the Pentagon has no benefit in saying Oh, yeah, we have been covering this up. I mean, so from the Pentagon's point of view, it's like, why would they kind of agree? Right. So Grush also testified that biologic, biologics came with some of these recoveries. He added that the assessment of people with direct knowledge of the program who are still involved in the project is that these biologics are non-human. Cool. Can we just walk in? Here's what here's what should happen next. We don't need any more testimony. We don't need any more investigations. Just can someone put an alien body in a bag, walk into a room, and just throw that on the table? Can we just, just see just a bunch of alien heads at this point? Because why not? Why not? Yeah, seriously, why not? If, if it's been going on for this long and it is true, the aliens want nothing to do with us, obviously. So just let us let us look at it. This brings me back to one of our first episodes where we showed that scene from Ghostbusters where he's interviewing that woman. And she's like, and he told me it was the end of the world. I don't know, because she was at a bar or something. It's, I mean, it's just interesting. And I feel like this is going to be one of those topics that you said you're never, oh, where's the button, <laughs> that we're never going to fully understand or get all the information. Oh, it's really frustrating too. But I, I, there's no way. I have one more clip from the testimony. He's actually really good looking, this guy. (laughs) He's big too. Are you single, sir? (laughs) No, he's not. He's got a wedding ring on. I know somebody. (laughs) Has the U.S. government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial, otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence? And if so, when do you think this first occurred? Uh, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin. Keeps the aperture open, both scientifically. Right. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, like I've dis- discussed publicly uh, previously, 1930s. 1930s. I didn't know that clip was that short. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a little longer, a little more in-depth than that. Um, yeah, sorry about that, folks. There you go. So, UFOs. I hope they're real. Like, like Contact said, it'd be an awful waste of space if it was just us crazy humans down here. I know. I mean, the testimony was, what, over two hours long? And there's just, obviously, there's either a ton of real data or a ton of fake data. But <laughs> I feel like this is going to be ongoing for quite some time. And I'm just, like I said, I'm curious to see what is going to be released or approved to be released to the public. Like, what are we going to be able to see? Like, doesn't this put life into perspective for some of you folks out there? I Just, we spend our lives taking selfies and doing pissing contests online and getting in Instagram fights and Facebook fights. There's something so much bigger out there. You know, there, yeah. whatever happened to be, be up to something bigger than yourself. Does something like this not kind of make you open your eyes in the morning and say, there's so much more. Yeah. And just what's going on in my own world sometimes. We're, we're a mess. And they obviously are so much more sophisticated. Well, I guess you certainly don't want to piss them off. <laughs> but I mean, where's this going? 
Does more info hurt us? Is, is it right? I don't think it does. Nobody's nobody's. And like, by the way, a natural follow up when this individual says, "Well, I can't tell you in an open session, but I can tell you in a closed session." Wouldn't that? Wouldn't somebody on that panel right now schedule like a date? I thought for a I would have made it for session? today. I know the they've next day. closed sessions with some of these folks, but I mean. It's hard it's, to it's dis- mind-boggling that all this is out there, right? And we still only hear snippets in an open session, and it just leads you. You think the Pentagon will ever tell us? No, they're no. never going to tell you. No, they they they'll tell you. No, we just can't explain this. I mean, why would they? We're getting upset over syrup bottles and <laughs> butter packaging. We got bigger bananas. problems. <laughs> exactly, like the I, Twitter logo. You have to look around and be like, "Oh, that's why they're not telling us." You know, we're upset at songs and lyrics. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yes, we're mad at Jason Aldean right now. We don't have time for UFOs. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But so, it's hard. It's hard to discredit. I mean, you have these pilots who are coming forward, and there's been plenty of other pilots mm-hmm. that have spoken out over the years saying that based on what they have seen, and they spent a lot of time up in the sky with these. I don't know what you call them, aircrafts, but they're saying the way they maneuver and move that quickly, and I guess they have lack of control services, like there's no wings, and they said, I think a couple of them said no engines. How do you explain that? What well, is that? One of the questions, and I couldn't find a clip of it, was the woman, it was a woman who asked uh, Grush, I think I'm saying his name right, apologize if I'm not, um, how do you know it was a UFO? How do you know that? And he says, well, it stood still in a hurricane. In the middle of a hurricane, it literally stood still, and then all of a sudden it went to Mach 4 or something and disappeared. He goes, no aircraft, at least that I'm aware of, can do that. Yeah, and he also said the um, the force or the speed at which they stop, he said no physical, no human would physically be able to endure that. Right. right. So, yeah, so then I guess, what is it? Moving on to something I'm sure the aliens don't really have to deal with in where they live is uh, credit card debt. Hmm. <laughs> So this has been uh, an ongoing problem. It's it's increased over the past couple of years. Um, <laughs> you like that license plate? <laughs> you, you are in debt. You are in debt, <laughs> my friend. Um, I think, well, what's happened is that Americans got very used to spending big during the pandemic. Well, yeah, they got the stimulus checks. They got money handed to them. Well, now they're running out of money yes. and racking up record credit card debt. Yes. It and is the, is it a, I believe it's the highest it's been. So, Amer- oh, Americans yes. now hold record level of credit card debt, according to recent data from the Federal Reserve. Oof. It comes as they see their pandemic savings and cushions depleted. And as the labor market and as inflation continues to heat up, it's going to eat up most wage gains and hit American wallets, which is exactly what's happening. And Americans are notoriously bad at spending money and understanding debt because we don't teach people about it. We don't. We just kind of like trick them into it. Yeah. And it's, it's, what do they say? It's easy to get into and... Almost impossible to get out of. Well, look at student loan debts. Well, that's, and those are starting to come back into play now as well as that time has come to an end. Add that on top of all the other debt, these, everyone's racked up. It's, what do they say? It said there was an article, um, I think I got it from CNBC. It's consumer debt across all categories totaled $16.9 trillion, up about $1.3 trillion from a year ago. As balances rose across all major categories. Trillion. Trillion. Trillion with the T. With the T. T. 
tea. Oh my goodness. It's just, it's scary. Well, it's the government wants you in debt. Sure. The government wants you in debt because remember the position of the left is that you need the government to raise you out Mm -hmm. of, of all situations. So the government wants you in debt. So it's interesting that they got involved in student loans to begin with. And we saw what happened there, and now now there's this huge uproar and meltdown over the student debt loan unforgiveness. Yep. So there's that you start when you're young. They start getting at you when you're young. And then you have credit cards, which, by the way, are like gambling. Credit cards set you up for failure every single time. If you think that you're going to a um, casino and you're going to win big, you have to know you're set up to lose more than you will ever win. That's the way they're designed. That's why they look so pretty and have all these nice things in there <laughs> and, and you, fancy they, carpets. They make these incentive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's you're set up to fail because the basis of credit card, and I can speak about this because I got myself in a lot of credit card debt. Who hasn't at some point in I their mean, lives? I had to climb out of $40,000 of credit card debt after my marriage ended. Not be, Well, a little bit was because of that, but a little bit was because I just went crazy spending money to make myself feel better. I don't know. So I... I buys happiness, they say. <laughs> and it's... And it, when you get in it, it is a downward yeah, is. spiral because, yes, you pay for it later, but you pay more. Correct. Because you have to pay the interest on it. And yeah, the interest, and half the time you never even make a dent because of the interest. Well, it, so it's it's funny. They they now will actually put it on screen. Like if you pay the minimum balance every single month, you'll pay that debt off in like 472 years. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's it works against you. I know. So a recent data from Credit Karma shows that Gen Z and millennials have seen their credit card debt rise significantly in the second quarter of this year. Gen Z credit card debt rose 4.2% to levels exceeding 3300 on average, while millennials increased their credit um, card debt by 2.5% to an average of nearly $7,000. Boof. It's so funny. I literally had the same thing right here. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's important. No, it's scary. Well, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, and like we said, over the past few years since COVID, um, you know, people were spending like crazy. And now those funds are being depleted. You got student loans kicking back in. You now have to face your credit card bills and, the you know, trying to make your minimum payments. And I think what's happening now is a, a lot of the majority of people you see use credit cards for larger purchases like you know, appliances or furniture, larger scale things. But um, now it looks like a lot are using it for everyday items, which can, you don't think in your mind they're racking up, but they do. Well, you got those credit card fees. Fees. Which which businesses are now making us pay for. Mm-hmm. And you may not, it may not write it on the receipt, you know, credit card fee, but it's in the price of the product you're buying now. Well, go to a lot of these diners and you go to the register and you'll actually see the sign. Um, if you're using a card, you're going to get hit with a 3% right. credit card charge. Mm-hmm. And that's something we never, we were never passed, that was never passed on to us. Mm-hmm. You know, they would eat it. But now that the credit card companies have raised that usage fee, they're very up front. I mean, I went to my car dealership and they said, if you, if it's over a certain amount of money and you use a card, you're going to get whacked with the 3%. I mean, that is incredible when you right. start thinking about 
the extra costs on top of inflation that people are right. now starting to hit. You made an interesting point last week, AJ, where, you know, a lot of people get credit cards because they see this cash back right. option and it's like, what, it, it, I don't know, some, some is like 3% cash back or 5% cash back. But the problem is, is you're paying the credit card fee, which is three. You're not getting you're really any, not getting that. You're not getting anything back. In fact, you're still paying a lot more. Did I explain that right? Oh, it, it's true. I mean, so what's Discover going to give you now? Six percent. I mean, this is why we talked about tipping. Um, yeah, tipping is now almost in every retailer service you go to, even though they've done nothing but hand hand you the food outside a service window. I mean, this is why I think. Americans are getting hit from every angle. And even though the Fed, there's talk about the Fed now saying we're not, we may not be going into a full-blown recession. It's not to most people. Mm. Gas has gone up again. I mean, I'm telling you what, Americans know how they're being pinched from every angle. And I think that's why we're going to be in this for a while. I mean, we're going to be in this, this situation for a while and people are going to have to learn to be better managers of their money mm-hmm. and i will tell you that student debt the, the, these these bills are going to come due now in the next yeah. month or so there's a lot of young kids out there who weren't paying anything for what a couple of years yeah. mm-hmm. a year and a half wow that's going to be another big hit on these on these kids starting up so where are they coming up with that they've already learned to live without paying that bill right Well, and once again, they, the government wants you in debt. I I believe the government wanted to put these kids in so far into debt that they're going to need all these government programs just to live their ordinary lives. It's really, really sad. It is sad. And, and once there's one, there's only one way out of debt. You have, it's like a diet. You have to control what you spend your money on every you do. Yeah, there's no, unfortunately, there's no magic. You can't have Netflix and Disney Plus. You you have to yeah. you have to pull something out at some point. You have to really manage your money, and it's hard. And there's nothing scarier than living your life with your phone ringing constantly and it being a Collectors. debt collector. I lived like that for three years of my life. I hated picking up my phone. But you can get out of it. But you have to work hard, and you have to sacrifice another thing. You maybe. have to. You can't just say yes to yourself all the time. <laughs> you can't. No, you can't. I found this really cute video from this British guy, and he is explaining if you do want to get a credit card, this is how you do it. Oh. And I, I don't understand why they don't teach this stuff in school. I really don't. It's it should a, be a course in high school. Instead, it's creative writing and. <laughs> well, hey. Crap don't, like don't that. Not, that creative hey, okay. you got some money I can borrow? Sure, you can have up to a thousand dollars. Cool, I'll take a hundred dollars, please. Are you sure you don't want more? Yeah, because I know that if I use more than 10 to 30% of my credit allowance, you'll damage my credit score. Oh, someone thinks they're clever. By the way, you only have to pay me back $10. I've got ya. No, 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 I'm paying it all back in full, so I avoid paying any interest. Thank you very much. How does he know my secrets? Because I follow Mark Tilbury. Oh, I like him. Mark Tilbury. So I Well, it's funny he's saying paying off that full balance mm-hmm. because according to Bankrate, fewer people are paying off their their credit card balances month to month. Mm-hmm. So, which again, if you're not paying off your balance from the month before and you're still using your card, you're maybe making the minimums, oh, you're just over. racking it up. Um yeah, they said almost half of card holders are carrying debt from month to month. Um and that debt is as expensive as ever. 
Lower income cardholders are more likely to carry a balance, but even among people making $100,000 a year or more, 37% don't pay their credit card bill in full every month. Uh, and you're just continuing to rack it up. Yep. Oh, yeah. Scary. Credit Scary card times. debt. Credit card debt. Yeah. It's a lesson, and it's, it's, it's why I don't believe the students should have their debt. It's because it's a lesson. You have to learn your lesson, and some of us learn this way harder than others. I think a lot of Americans probably either have or are learning that the hard way currently. <laughs> I know I did. I, I had to fall yeah, flat I mean, I on think my we've face all been on there. this one. It's not a good place to be. It's and it's a time and distance discipline. It's you're not going to get out, and and they have these these sites where you can go on and and they claim that that they'll help you you know bring your debt total amount down. However, you have to claim bankruptcy. You do. What is it? Called? I always Which is see not good. stuff online. It's um like debt forgiveness or something. There's a million And there's all these advertisements for it. And yes, if you really look into it, you do have to claim bankruptcy. You have to claim bankruptcy, which will kill your credit. Mm -hmm. In fact, it wipes everything completely. It's like being born again. You have to start all over, but you don't have your parents there to help you. Yeah. It's not a good idea. I mean- But again, they kind of trick you. you. If you were just to search it or scroll it, or even like they now have people, I don't want to call them influencers, but you know, you'll see quick videos or reels online and it's like- this company helped me get out of my debt in in a year versus five, and this is how they did it. And they make it sound so grand, but if you read the fine detail, fine print, you realize, okay, looked, this is actually going to kill me. I looked into it, and the second they were like, okay, all you have to do is claim bankruptcy, and I was like, this conversation's <laughs> over with. I will do this Thanks myself. For nothing? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, let's move on to a really, like, I've been dying to talk about this. The selfie endemic. The selfie endemic, endemic, epidemic, whatever you want to call it. Miranda the, Lambert so isn't into it. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people are upset with Miranda Lambert over this, but I just. I see both sides. They were like, she was bullying. Let's let's just watch yeah. the video to see how, how mean she was about it, okay? I mean, this wasn't mean at all, in my opinion. She mad. You <laughs> see it at the top. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> These girls are worried about the selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. <laughs> it's pissing me off a little bit. So yeah, we're going to stop right here. things here one and here is the selfie there's the selfie that person is an influencer by the way whatever um influencer an influencer now here's the other just before you move on from the selfie is this is clearly during a different song because she's got a guitar in her hand so this was happening the whole damn show so apparently there was a group of i think it was six women who were in the front row to miranda's concert Taking multiple selfies, obviously. At first, when I just saw the headline and I didn't really read details about it, I was like, why would 
Miranda Lambert do that. Like you're at a concert, you're Same paying money reaction. to see your your bit your artist that you love. Like you're taking time out of your life to go do this. Like of course you're gonna take pictures. One hundred percent had the same reaction. But then I actually started reading articles about it, and I was like, well, okay, I get it. She's singing a ballad in this song. It's a slow song. Like the vibe is calm. These people are in her probably her eyeline level. You know what I mean? Well, they're in with the flash. first or second row. It looks they're like. in the front row. I think with the flash on. And I'm like, okay, that probably is super distracting. So I started, at first I was like, okay, that's so annoying that Miranda Lambert did that. Like, why would she take time out of her performance to even talk about these people? But now I'm like, okay, I get where she's coming from. She's trying to sing a ballad. It's like, you're in the moment. These people are obviously all night taking selfies, flash here, flash there. And it's like, okay, can you just listen to the music? And then she did move a little, it's not like she berated them. She made the comment. People were kind of laughing about it. And then she moved on. Did they stop? They left. They left the concert. Good. She made the po- so this influencer because she's posting, you know, on her account. She there was a video of her saying, "Come on, you don't do that to your fans. We're leaving." Blah blah blah. But are you? The, but are you really fans? Well, no. And obviously, you're yes, tra- they're you're also trying to get content. Themselves. That's exactly. Yeah. And she's right. trying to get content. So and, and likes and views. Which listen, just- if you've ever done any public speaking in front of a group of people, then you understand how damn rude this is. Especially when you're that close to the front of the stage. That's the argument, too. If you're in the bleachers, do right. whatever you want. Nobody can see you. But you're literally, A, you're standing up in front of people. So the people behind you have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. The people directly in front of you have to deal with this. And the artist can see you. So this is, like, my biggest issue with freaking social media. Is like, you don't need to take a picture of every single thing you experience in your life. You don't need documentation of every moment. You especially do not need to document yourself experiencing every moment. I've never understood the motivation here. But I've never, do, I've never got it. That's the world we live in. That is the world we live in now, where you, people feel the need to document every single they, thing they do in their life. And it's, it's like, do we need to kind of go back now and say, okay, there is, we need to have a new like concert etiquette of rules that we need to follow. You know, it's like we have to almost retrain how to be in social settings. Mm. Well, ladies, can I ask you a question? This is pretty mild because isn't the newest trend throwing things, throwing things at the, oh, yeah. at the yes. artist? Multiple performers have gotten like hit in the face. And it's like, what are we doing? This is why the aliens don't want anything to do with us. Right. We're, we why act they fly like right by. Why do you have Greta Thunberg? Because about? I was going <laughs> to. This is my impression of Miranda Lambert. <laughs> How dare you! How dare you? So I think, you know, Matt Walsh said it the best. He said, the point is that selfies are pointless. Millions of people carry around phones stocked with hundreds of pictures of their own faces. Just think about that for a moment. Yeah. And do any of them actually go back and scroll through those pictures reminiscing about how their faces looked? I was like, well, Hunter Biden does. Hunter. He's the Hunter. only one. But literally, a sel- <laughs> me in my house, me in my car, me in the store, me in a restaurant. Well, that's me, all me, social media is me, now. Me, me, me. Like, we've taken the concept of centering of self to complete self-centeredness. So to your point earlier about do does anybody ever wake up and look at the bigger picture of life and think about things? No, because we're too, we're too busy and taking then, pictures of ourselves. And then the biggest thing of all that just... I will never understand in my life on this planet the duck face. What? Can we please stop? You don't like that? It is so 
obnoxious. So I have two really big offenders here. Well, One I is think these, we all know. these freaking basketball twins. I'm Who sure are these they're people. Listen, I'm sure they're great basketball players and they're really nice humans. Do they actually play? They play basketball, but every picture <laughs> is these stupid, ugly duck faces, oh. which I don't understand what it does for the the aesthetic of the face. You look stupid. I've never seen these. And then the biggest offender of them all is this, this, this bum, <laughs> and people, Kim Kardashian. And if one more person calls me Kim Kardashian because I have long black hair, like she invented long black hair, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, my head's well, going to blow up. It could be, you could be called worse things. It's not a bad this compliment. woman is 42 years old. She is. With mm-hmm. the duck face and the duck face. Yeah, that's face. her signature. Uh... And a duck face and a duck face and her duck face with her boobs hanging out. I can't stand it. You look ridiculous. Well, her bank account says otherwise. Totally. I know. <laughs> so I don't, I don't. So when you see these kids at a concert, whether they're taking selfies and then you have to be admonished by the artist or whether they're throwing things at the artist, what's more disturbing? The people that are doing that or there are thousands or millions of fans that like, like it. I mean, I find it both really pretty depressing to know that yeah. that's what counts today. <laughs> it's just, I mean, the selfies online are incredible. Um, we've been to Walt Disney World with, with our grandkids. Walt Disney World's turned into a bunch of influencers, take, mm-hmm. influencers taking selfies in front of the castle. These are young, young 20s, no kids, and they're... I mean, it's just sad that this is the most important thing in their lives today. You know, I think in our generation, it wasn't about us. And this is what social media has turned a lot of our young adults into. And God only knows what it's doing to the younger yeah. kids. Well, when, they see, when they can go online now and just see all this stuff that to them, well, it must be important. What's that influencer, influencer um, culture that we're living in? Well, do you want to see what it's turned the younger ones into? This is, <laughs> this is how smart they are. Ready? Hey, guys. I just wanted to answer a few questions for you guys about 2016. Like, I feel like every year has a new energy. And I feel like this year is really about like the year of just realizing stuff. And everyone around me, we're all just like realizing things. 2016, looking good. Everyone's just realizing things Realizing this year. <laughs> stuff and we're realizing But you wanna know something? Things. That girl is a billionaire. I, I actually really like Kylie Jenner for some reason. I mean, I don't have- She's I doing something right. I don't, it's, it's her I have an issue with. The Kim Kimmy? one. Kimmy K? I think she's gonna implode. This is, that's my prediction. Yeah. It, the sisters are already, this whole family's going to implode because the narcissism has ran a little bit too deep here. So, yeah. you know, for a study done in 2020 by Computers and Human Behavior, researchers measured the narcissistic traits and selfie posting behavior of 470 Americans and 216 Lebanese students. They found a correlation between selfie posting on Facebook and Instagram and grandiose narcissism, characterized by an overinflated ego and a set sense of self-importance. So please know that correlation does not mean causation, but <laughs> there's Mr. Putin selfing it up Look at with a shirt guy. off. 
That is an ego trip right there. I know. So, but that's the thing. It's We live in this culture now in society where everybody on social media, you want to feel like you're of some importance or what you're putting out there, you're posting – is appealing to people and you want to, f- it's like, it's like an addiction. You know, it's, you know, what my biggest problem is, and this was said by Matt Walsh. These are not my words, but these are my sentiments is the real tragedy of selfie culture is it encourages you to experience life with your back turned to it. Yeah. Putting yourself at the center of something you aren't even paying attention to. I completely agree. Our obsession with documenting everything we do and worse documenting ourselves doing it rather than documenting the thing itself, has ironically made it so that we miss out on the very things we are documenting. Matt Walsh. Completely agree. Yeah, you can't can't say it better. We are missing what's happening around us because we're too busy taking the freaking picture. Yep. Yep, and then feeling the need to post it right away. Post it and like it and how many likes did I get. Yeah. There's an adrenaline rush, or not an uh, endorphin rush, when people check their likes, by the way, they've, they've yes, researched that too as well. It's just like when you're, you know, God willing, old and gray and you're thinking back on your life. It's like, are you going to regret living life that way? Are you going to love are your you duck gonna, faces? Yeah. Are you going to wish that you maybe experienced life a little more? I really. What's the age you think people grow out of this stage? Well, I don't know. I think Kim's a little, Kim Kardashian's a little different than the rest of us. So she's not grown out yet, and she's what forty two, forty three. She'll never. She won't ever duck facing it. it up. Um, Putin. I don't know never. when that age is. I don't know. I think for the generations below us, I that's how they live. I don't know if they'll ever grow out of it. I mean, I know some and young how, people and seen their pictures, and it's still. I I don't I don't I don't think I think it depends on the generation. Yeah, I think it depends on the generation because some generations, when it's all you know, I don't know if you ever grow out of that. That's right. And who knows where technology is going to take us years from now. It could be even worse. I mean, the natural beauty filter is going to... Natural gonna, beauty. Mm-hmm. We just did a honey filter. A selfie. Selfie. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first one, by the way. Right, right. In a year of doing this. No duck faces, though. We didn't do the duck face. No, no. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Selfies, UFOs, and credit card debt all in one episode for you. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Yes, have a good week.